0: Welcome back to the Fantasy Footy Brains podcast. I'm your host, Daniel, and I'm here again with Josh today for our late-mail show. Uh, Josh, round 13's ahead. Uh, how are you looking?
1: Hey, mate. Yeah, not too bad. Uh, had a few few bits of luck and a few, few losses in there. It was nice getting Angus and I've held him this whole time. Keep my fingers crossed that he missed the team. But then <laughs> it was kind of offset, I guess, by Nane and some of these other guys that were kind of thrown in last minute as well. Mostly Nani for me, but um, not too bad. Looking to hopefully get thirteen-ish um, for the next round. So thirteen for thirteen sounds good.
0: Yeah, I know. I um I was a bit uh, caught off guard that Crichton and Nani got uh, got selected. Kind of uh, ruined things for my team. Uh, but, you know, having to having some of these other guys come in, like Xavier Savage and Nat Butcher and stuff, and like you mentioned, Crichton not getting selected, it's kind of offset that a little bit. So there's actually some players you can go for, right?
1: Exactly right, mate, yeah. So I think uh, one thing I just, just keep in mind, like everyone's in the same boat, no one's going to be getting close to that 17 you'd imagine. So uh, it's just a matter of see how many can get out there and <laughs> hope for the best. Hope your guys score well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. What, do you, what is your magic number, uh, just for everyone listening in? What do you think is the, the number to get? So I think I've got 11 at the moment without, any,
1: without making any trades. So I'm in a bit of a weird spot because I don't know if I, I kind of want to keep Peoples as, as a hold. I think he's probably a hold, but I think realistically I'm going to have to sell him. And then maybe one of these other guys... I might sell as well, maybe even like a Nanai or something like that. I don't know. I'm still kind of up in the air of what I want to do if I want to. I think for me, I want to kind of hit this 13 by decently hard and uh, see if we can make up some ranks.
0: Yeah, it's the right time to, to get numbers in. Um, obviously, I think everyone's going to be having around 10 to 11 players um, for this buy round. So, if you can get any more than eleven, um, you're already at an advantage over the rest of the competition. And if you're, you know, if you're sitting outside the top one thousand, you're sitting you know, even close to ten thousand, you can really gain some rank here if you have, you know, thirteen plus players in your team this week.
1: Yeah. Oh, sorry, I've got ten without making any trades. So bloody Valia also. He's, he's, oh, he's Valia, jaw, which oh.
0: Was, uh which hurt me as well. I was kind of hold, holding him around. I think that's the only reason people were holding him, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> this guy around. But for
1: his 10 points
0: this week. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's 10 more than you would have gotten anyway. Okay, so let's uh, move into just some late mail. Look, with only four games this week, it's uh, there's not too much late mail to talk about. Uh, the only real late mail that I've seen so far is that Matt Dufty looks like he is going to be dropped from the squad, although that is not confirmed. And uh, Jake Averillo looks like he's going to take his spot at fullback with Kiraz moving to center and Jake, uh, Corey Allen, sorry, moving to the wing. So that's the only late mail I've seen, although it's not confirmed. Um, the rest of the teams look like they're going to be unchanged uh, at this point in time. But I guess we'll wait and see an hour out before kickoff.
1: I, I assume for you as well, mate, there's no, no looking for Corey Allen. Does it interest you in the slightest bit? Him playing on the wing for the Bulldogs.
0: <laughs> I'm not getting sucked into that again, like <laughs> last year. Seriously, that was the the was worst a year. last
1: year, according to you, wasn't it?
0: Yeah, I thought he was going to be, but uh, the way he played at the the Dogs compared to the Rabbitohs was, uh, yeah, a, a bit of a, a bit of a stretch from his normal form. What if you
1: see Corey Allen switch to fullback? Does that change your mind at all?
0: He played at fullback. That's the thing. He played at fullback last year and he still wasn't any good. So <laughs> unless I'm going to need at least a week to see him in before I jump on Corey Allen, he better get some decent base stats. Otherwise there's no way you'd jump on him. But if he has a good game, then if he'll keep Dufty out of the squad, right? That's the main thing.
1: So, yeah. yeah. Um, Dufty's been pretty bad. So I imagine they're willing to experiment a little bit with Corey Allen and Avarillo for the next few weeks.
0: And they may as well, right, this year, right? Like, they, they don't have – like, Barrett's gone. They've got um the interim coach at the moment. So, they're probably waiting for their their new coach for next year. So, you may as well experiment with the side, give some players a run and see how they go.
1: I think so. And I'm pretty sure Dufty – I'm not sure if he's officially done it, but it looks like he's going to go to England after this season anyway. So, yeah. it seems unlikely that they're going to re-sign him.
0: Yeah, that'll probably do him some good as well. I think
1: he'll probably like absolutely tear it up in England and yeah. come back in like three years, like guys like Hastings and everyone be like, Oh God, this guy was unreal.
0: <laughs> That's what happens normally. Right. They, they, they yeah. jump off to England and come back and they're superstars all of a sudden, or at least better than they once were. Exactly. Anyway, let's move into uh, a bit more on pods this week. So uh, looking at the round 13 by obviously you've got a lot of players that, you know, are pretty underpicked um, in the teams. They'll be they'll be forming quite well this week. So uh, who are your pods of the round? Um, and obviously, how do you think they're going to go going forward?
1: So, yeah, we've been kind of talking about him sporadically over the last couple of weeks, and that's Josh Jackson. He seems to be the only kind of solid um, first name on the team sheet for the Dogs each week. And traditionally, when he's got this 80-minute role, his scores have been pretty good. So this year, uh, he's played... Six games there, he's got a 53, 52, 63, 47, 52, and then his lowest score last week, which I think is a bit of an outlier, and he got a 36. But it's in and around that 50-ish mark. Uh, traditionally, even uh, even last year, his stats were probably close to the 60 mark when he had that 80 minutes. So I think he's a pretty good pod, especially for this round 13 by 50 points. This week is gonna be a really nice bumpier score and he's I guess kind of like a poor man's Tohu Harris. He's gonna play that eight minutes on the edge and his his spot seems pretty safe in this in this Bulldogs team. So I think he's a pretty decent shout
0: yeah I think his spot is safe but i'm I'm more worried about his move to the edge. Uh, all those big scores have come from him playing in the middle and Max King played in the middle uh last week and that's why he got you know 59 points um, compared to his normal you know 30 40 scores so i I wonder how long. Josh Jackson is going to stay on the edge uh, at the moment, you know, with um, with Max King at lock. It'll be interesting to see when TPJ comes back in this team, how how it changes as well. But I think you're right. Josh Jackson will most likely be playing 80 minutes going forward. The only issue is whether that's on an edge or at lock, because his scores at lock are fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Like, if he plays 80 at lock, he'll be scoring 50s easy. But when he's, when he's playing on an edge, yeah, not, not so much, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, I what you're saying, and obviously it's ideal if he's playing lock, but I think he's still going to produce pretty solid scores if he's on the edge there. And I think he's similar to Tohu in that um, vein, I guess. His, his scores on the edge, I think, are still, still solid and can be a good point of difference. But, yeah, I can understand your reservations as well. One that I haven't pulled the trigger yet, but definitely considering for this round.
0: Yeah, that's fair. I'm I'm definitely keeping my eye on uh, Raymond Fatala Mariner in this Bulldogs team. Just the fact that he's under 400k and he's you know been a big scorer in the past. Um, if he can get back to his 80 minute role on an edge, he could be you know a little a little sleeper there that could be um could be ideal to make some cash and you know be close to a gun for the rest of the year. But uh, see how he comes back from injury first. For sure. Yeah. Uh, any other pods you've been keeping your eye on?
1: Yeah, I also wanted to highlight Ruben Garrick. I know you're you're quite keen on him, just checking his. So he's still pod, he's under that five percent range. I think usually when you're talking about pods, you're talking about players that are under 10% ish owned or around that mark. And I think now with his move to fullback, he obviously had that really nice 60 score, was it last week? Um and His scores looking if you've if you like us and you like looking on the footystatistics.com website. There's um, some different uh, tabs and filters you can play around with, and his one of them is you can look at his scores at fullback over the last couple of years, and he's averaged significantly more, even with his you know kind of crazy season last year when Tom Taroyovich was setting him up for a try every week. His scores at fullback are still really good and Usually, about five to ten points more than his scores usually on the wing. So, he's obviously got that added base, he's getting more run meters, he's diffusing more bombs, he has got his hand on the ball more times. And I think he's actually an underrated ball player as well. He has a few over the last couple of weeks that those kind of sweet plays where the fullback throws the cutout ball to the winger. He's, um, I think he's really good at that play. So I quite like him as a as a pod player as well in your winger fullback, and I think he provides a pretty valuable extra number this week and somebody you can potentially keep for, for the rest of the season.
0: Yeah, I think that's the main thing, right, is he's a pod this week, and he's also pretty much a keeper, I think, at winger fullback um, with Turbo out because of his scores there. Um, especially, like, he's no Tommy Turbo, don't get me wrong, but he definitely plays the same role that Turbo does, so... Um, yeah, he could definitely be a potential gun for the rest of the season if you pick him up for this round as well.
1: And I guess also to
0: add
1: an extra bit of argument, you would hope for Manly's sake that they hit a bit more form than what they're at the moment. They're coming 11th. It's obviously going to be hard with no Tommy T, but you'd think at various points when they start to play, I don't know, teams like the Bulldogs and some of these teams towards the end of the ladder, the Manly kind of, over the last couple of seasons being flat-track bullies, which Garrick would be one of the beneficiaries of that, definitely considering he goal kicks as well. So, yeah, I don't mind him as big for this week, for sure.
0: Yeah, if you don't have him, yeah, he's definitely one to consider, especially he's only at 600K at the moment, so um, he's definitely as cheap as he's probably going to get for the rest of the season, I'd say. It's pro- his prices isn't going to go below 600K, I don't think, for the rest of the season.
1: Yeah, arguably the best winger fullback this week, honestly, as well. As far as obviously no Teddy, no Gutho, people like that.
0: No Pappenhausen out injured. Yeah, there's there's plenty, plenty out. There's uh, there's one other winger fullback though that I've kind of been keeping my eye on and I'm pretty sure I'm going to bring in this week. It's uh, Reese Walsh. Now, he started the year quite well, but could completely dropped off when the Warriors were out of form, when they had no Sean Johnson and they were missing, you know, Chanel Harris-DeVita. So his scores kind of took a, took a dive off a cliff. Um, but in the last four weeks, I talked about it on the pod last, uh, or the last episode, um, he he has strung together four solid scores in the mid thirties without any, you know, significant, you know, Reese Walsh like stats. Um, so He's also one to keep an eye on because he's under 500k at the moment. And, you know, he's at a, nearly a 200k discount to what he was last year. So, um, definitely another kind of pod option to, to keep an eye on. And one I'm probably going to pick up this week to get an extra number.
1: How many winger fullbacks does that leave you in your team then? If you've got Walsh, you've got Garrick. Pretty sure you brought in Karaz. You'd have Hines. And Savage. And yep. And Savage. And May.
0: Uh, I actually don't have May. I didn't get May, which is a a big no-no for me. I definitely should have picked him up when I had the chance. Um, But, yeah, I've got five winger fullbacks currently, that being Hines not playing this week. So I've got four. Two of them are cash cows, though, so they'll probably be offloaded by round 17 anyway. Okay. No, fair. Awesome. Any other pods you, you are thinking of getting this round?
1: I think those are the main ones I wanted to highlight this round. My next kind of thought is if you had to sell, there'd be a lot of people this week who are in kind of like a rough spot where they've got, you know, people in origin and stuff like that. And they have to, they might be, I guess, looking to sell one of their keepers or premiums, which usually is obviously a no-no. And if you don't have the trades to do it, it wouldn't be advised, but, I think there's probably a lot of people in a similar boat to me that want to try and get an extra number on the park for round 13. If you had to sell one of these, I guess the premiums, like or a like you know a Paynehaas, a McKinnis, a Cotter, Hastings, a Nani, do you have any inklings of which way you'd be leaning if you had one of these? I guess 25 plus percent owned players. Who you're willing to, I guess, antipod and sell early to get an extra trade in this week?
0: I like that terminology, anti antipod. That's, I like an exciting. antipod. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Look, there are some. Uh, I put it in the the buy hold sell post on our Instagram page. That uh, TPJ is one that I'd be considering trading just with uh rfm coming back into the team and him being moved to the bench uh yes he did have a good game from the bench but you know it's he's very hot and cold even with good minutes so um he's one that i offloaded from my team um just because i just don't think his minutes are going to be there there's players like that even hastings he's had two rough weeks now yes he had a sin bin and he had just had a rough game last week um but yeah you don't need to remind me yeah, he's one that's dropping a bit in cash and he can also be offloaded, but not necessarily. you don't necessarily have to because Hastings will bounce back to scoring 50s. Um, but yeah, there's a couple like that. Nanai, I'm a bit more hesitant on. He scored 68 points um, on the weekend with no tries. So if he can kind of hit those base stats more regularly, because he had plenty of tackles because he moved to the middle, I think, for a stint as well. So if he can hit that kind of form more regularly, he's also... Um, Another another one to be holding on to, not to sell at this stage. Who else is there? There's there's a couple in and around. Like even like Stephen Crichton this week, right? He's he's in origin, so he's not going to be playing. But if you have other centers like your, your Aitkins or your Burtons um, in your team, even if you've got another, if you've got Targo in your team as well, who's been a bit more consistent, maybe not scoring as high, but definitely more consistent than Crichton, um, might be better to, to hold on to him and offload Crichton as well. So it depends what your, the makeup of your team is like, and if you can afford to, to get rid of, get rid of one of these players and you have backups in your team, but yeah, there, there, there's a few players in that, um in that kind of area that I'd be selling, but I wouldn't be going as high as, you know, selling your harses or your, your um, uh, Harry Grants or anything like that. I wouldn't be going towards those guys at all.
1: Yeah, I think I agree. There's probably a few of them that are, you just, you know you're going to want them eventually. People like Hines, people like us and Cleary and Papali'i, they're probably like I guess in their separate bracket. Yeah. For me at least. And then there's a few that I'm more willing to sell. If I was a Stephen Crichton owner, I'd be well, I haven't been for this whole <laughs> season.
0: <laughs> Unluckily.
1: <laughs> Which is one that I um, i messed up at the start. I was anti him from the start, I guess. But I, I'd i be happy selling him at this point just because he's going to be in and of that team. And I think there's just a lot of other really good center options such as Aitken or Burton that you can play their over Crichton and they're going to outscore him in the end. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm also rage trading... Jackson Hastings this week for, <laughs> <laughs> <obvious> <laughs> for some context last week. <laughs> yeah, I actually, we were talking on the pod last week about how I wanted to kind of go against the grain, not Captain Cleary or Hines, which I think I was, both of them didn't score, you know, at an unreal week, which I was happy on that part of the analysis. But then I decided in a bold move, to captain Jackson Hastings for a for a big bounce back game after his sink pin. didn't work out very well. I surprisingly still went up a, a few spots, but I guess I kind of just broke even with my shit captain choice. And <laughs> if I had have gone a clodder or something like that, I would have seen a real nice jump up the ranks. But hopefully that was just a you know an omen. It's coming this week the the big jump. So hopefully, but. Hopefully I am. Yeah. But I think I'm going to get rid of him this week. I'm in a weird spot where I've got a few of these guys like Nanai and Hastings in my team. And I think one of them has to go. And given that Hastings did me dirty last week, it's it's made my choice a bit easier.
0: Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah. It's hard, though. There's not many halves you can go to this week other than like taking a stab at maybe a, a Luke Keary or someone like that. There's not a ton you can go to.
1: Yeah, I think my halves, yeah, I think I'm just leaving a half spot. Actually, I don't think I'm, I'm going to play half this week, if I'm honest. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'm just going to hold Cleary there, probably. Yeah, I'll hold Cleary and then maybe, yeah, I don't know who I'm going to, I guess maybe I should think about this, who's going to be in my half spot after this week i'm not sure you don't have long
0: yeah don't have long for this round that's (laughs) for sure uh anyway let's move on to some questions submitted through our instagram page at footy brains pod uh give us a follow there and uh if you want to be featured on the pod just uh submit your questions before the we record the podcast on tuesdays and thursdays um we'll put it up on our stories uh first question comes from it's frozen on me peter uh, Peter asks, is Grant a sell? Uh, could be a good strategic move. Uh, I think we've kind of covered this. Uh, what are your thoughts though?
1: I'm more on the opposite side of you. I don't mind him as a sell just because of, I think Storm players are really dangerous around his origin period, even though they're weapons. And I think Harry Grant is probably the most scary just because he's had some kind of niggles throughout the season. They've got Brandon Smith there waiting in the wings, who's really like probably like a top 10 hooker anyway. <laughs> so they're not losing much resting Harry Grant or giving him reduced minutes. So I don't mind it as a strategic sell if you've got the trades.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely on the opposite side. I do not think you should be selling him. 830K <laughs> is hard to hard to buy back into your team. Next question is uh, from Dane. Who to captain this week out of Burton and Harris? Haven't really talked about captaincy options yet. I think
1: I'm going to stay a bit safer and go with Harris. He almost broke 60 last week. He's getting that middle tackle machine role. Who do the Warriors play this week? They play manly. So you can see him doing a lot of work in the middle. And the, hopefully. Well, the Warriors pack is probably better than the Seagulls at the moment, or maybe they're about even. I guess with no, like, Corin uh, and people like that. But yeah, I can have, I can see Harris having a pretty good game in that fifty to sixty range, and I think he's pretty close to a must-have this week, and then also a pretty solid captaincy option.
0: Right. I'm going to go the opposite to you then um, this week because I'm. Yeah, I'm definitely saying Burton this week. <laughs> um, he's got the kicking duties back. And the last game he had against Penrith, he scored 45. And that was without any attacking stats at all. That was all base. So um, if he can even crack a 45 plus a couple of attacking stats with Panthers without all their main stars, um, yeah, he'll be looking quite good.
1: Yeah, I don't mind it. It's got the narrative as well, revenge game. Yeah, absolutely. The Panthers obviously depleted. The Dogs looked a bit better last week. They were throwing it around a bit more, had a bit more flair to them. Probably the most points they've scored in a game for a while as well. Yes, I guess it was against the Dragons, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't mind it as a as a player as well. He's a pretty close second option. Maybe I'll even switch it up last minute see how I'm feeling.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you want to play it safe, Tohu Harris, because you'll get the base stats, but I think if you're looking for a bit of a maybe a riskier option with a bigger score. Burton's probably the, probably the play this week.
1: I'm just having flashbacks to, I think there was a game last year when he was playing in the halves and they were playing in the wet. And it was like a, <laughs> I don't know, 11 to 12 game. And it was just like one of the most painful games to watch in that origin period when all of the Panthers players were gone. And they were just like got a field goal miss or field goal miss. Don't remember if you remember that, but it was so hard to watch Burton playing with I don't know who he was playing with, maybe like a Jamin Salomon or something like that in this round thirteen match. But when he was playing for Panthers, and maybe that's just uh, tainting my memory.
0: No, you're right. There it was it was kind of scenes of uh, the Titans game earlier this year. I think it was against the Tigers <laughs> where they just couldn't they just couldn't score points. Yeah, <laughs> they were just struggling. <laughs> Uh, right. Next question uh, is: uh, even though the buy rounds are off for uh, this guy's league, uh, should I still trade Josh King to Nat Butcher? So I think we've been saying for a few weeks that yeah, Josh King probably should have already been a sell. Um, but is this the week I guess to to make that trade if you want to go Butcher?
1: Yeah, I don't mind it. I think Butcher's break-even. you had on the on the post it was like twelve or something low end at least. So he's probably going to go up and in price, you'd expect that he plays 80 minute or maybe he doesn't play 80, but he plays a decent chunk of minutes in the, in the lock roll to be profitable and go up some points for you. But yeah, if you, also if you're not playing this week, I don't think he's like a, a must-have by any stretch, but someone that might be useful in the coming weeks as well with, with Radley out for an extended period.
0: Yeah, that's fair. Another question is, uh, is Brendan Elliott worth a look this week? <laughs> no. Yeah, I think that's pretty safe. Just, just a note. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, you know, Val Holmes will come back into this team next week. Is he Is he basement price? I three hundred. not say I looked at even. him. Oh, he's he's not even basement yeah. price. Yeah, and he's a center only. I would be, yeah, avoiding Brendan Elliott for sure, I yeah. think.
0: Next question. Uh, what do you think of selling Ilias and Tars for Butcher and Granville?
1: Oh, that's pretty gross as well. I'd be stick and clear of Jay Granville almost at all costs. Nah, I do like him, I guess. But, you know, 2015 Premiership player is still surprisingly quick for how old he is. But I wish they would cut ties with him and just play Robson 80 minutes for the rest of the season or eternity. But I would be avoiding Grandville. If you had to if you're really looking for like a basement GP, like a Grandville, to kind of like free out cash so you could upgrade to an app butcher. My first choice would be going Savage. Then I'm not really sure after that who I'd go, but maybe what if you're like really desperate like a is that Michael Molo, the guy for the Dragons, or somebody like that who's a middle forward and at least is gonna get somewhat of minutes?
0: Yeah, but you've got to hope he gets yeah, you got to hope he gets into the team. I think you'd probably go someone uh, maybe a little bit more expensive, like a Jake Avarillo, and take a, a punt on him, even though it's it's not as good. Um, yeah, I think yeah, the ones at this 220k mark are probably only gonna get a game or two and then be out of the team or just be on, like, perpetually on the bench, like, you know, Jamin Salmon. Um, Kurt Falls. you know, he'll play well um, for the Panthers, but I don't see him playing more than one or two games while Cleary and Luai are out anyway, so, yeah.
1: Oh, I did not want to get your thoughts, actually. Now that he's he's dropped a bit of money and back into the starting team, what do you think about uh, Josh Schuster coming back? He's obviously got, like, a... Decently big break even, but you've got, if you bring him in this week, you're still getting him at a pretty nice discount. And hopefully, those kind of like that calf injury and the niggles have uh, won't, won't return and he can kind of smash out the rest of the season plus give you an extra number this week. You'd imagine he has a pretty big role against the Warriors.
0: Yeah. So he's, on... he's obviously going to play 80. Um at 5.8 this week. I, I actually don't mind him as an option, especially at the price he's at, but you're right. He's going to drop a bit more cash. Um, I just don't know if he's going to go back to that 80 minute roll on an edge. He hasn't yet is the thing. So I don't know. It is a risky one, but at 5.20 K it's, it's not as it's not going to hurt as much as when he was, you know, uh, I think he came in Um, at 600 K. So it's not going to hurt as much because he's already dropped a bit of cash. So um, yeah, a risky option, but uh, not a bad one either. He'll definitely lose more cash before he starts making it, I think.
1: Yeah, I think that's probably fair. So he's got one game at halfback where he got 68 points. And then he's got a 50 playing at five-eight as well. So you could see him having a, a decent shot there this week. He was, I think, originally touted as a half and then he kind of got mixed into the second row to RF because Manly was so injured last year. And he's like massive, yeah. But um I think he was like he trained as a half when he was I don't know like a junior, I guess. Yeah, he's
0: definitely a like, running um, I I thought he was a half. So. Yeah, he's definitely a running five eight. Um, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, anyway, that's uh, that's all the questions uh, we have. Um, thanks for joining me again, Josh. Uh, yeah, we'll see you again next week.
1: No worries, mate. Yeah, good luck, everyone.